the shirts are off, Andrew. No, it's freezing. <laughs> it's absolutely freezing in the office, guys. Yeah, just so you it's know. Cold. Um, episode 12, Andrew. Hello, Dan. Obviously, we're still waiting for an opening credits jingle. Man like Morgan C. Tree's not come through yet, lad. I just want to make sure mean? we keep... He's supposed to be doing like an intro music for us. Oh, okay. He's not done it. He's parceled it. I mean, he's got bigger things to worry about. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Andrew, today, we're going to go very very seasonal, very on topic. We're going to talk about 2024 goal setting. Goal setting for 24. How do you smash your goal? I have, actually, yeah. Have you had a nice Christmas, Sam? Yeah. Brilliant. Got a nice new haircut as well, Sam. You can't see my camera, but his ears have been lowered heavily. Heavily. Um... What did you do at Christmas, Andrew? Uh, the usual stuff. That really helped. Nothing. <laughs> no, it's chilled, isn't it? It's chilled. It's about the girls, isn't it? Yeah, true. It's about the girls. So yeah, I just chilled. Went to her mum's for Christmas dinner. It's about getting loads of presents for the girls and them opening one and it taking 20 minutes before they move on to the next one. You know, it's normally the worst present. Freya, she were, it was really strange. So she'd opened one present and then when she'd seen a few more, she didn't want to open them. Oh, no, 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 no. Not yeah. for me. She, it was weird. It's like she didn't want to open her presents. Was, like, she was just yeah. like she was okay with that one thing, and I was like, right, open some more. She's like, no, no. no. I'm like, well, to be fair, when we went to um, and my dad's, Rose just given her me to open, but then she'd only sit on my knee to open it. She was like, she was like, I don't know, like you're saying, a bit weird mad, about opening the rest of them. Mad these I mean, kids, Sam. Changed, aren't they? Modern day, that mate. 2024 goals, right. Now, we'll get asked loads now. This this kind of period now you'll see it on social media where you get different camps as well with like, should just carry on year-round. Fort, fortress, to stop, don't stop moving. <laughs> Fucking David Goggins shit. And then you get somebody passed like for December, yeah. then pick it up in Jan. It's all good. You do what you need to do. But how are we, well, how do you approach big goals coming into 24? How do you approach it? What do we do? Well, there's categories, isn't there? There is. There's categories. I like to do a lot of self-reflection, Dan. As we've done a lot, we've done a lot, haven't we? We we had a good meeting at the end of the, well, it's still the end of the year now, but we had a good meeting, didn't we, before we broke up for uh, for Christmas? A and lot of self-reflection. By the way, Andy's self-reflection normally means two a.m. in the car <laughs> with a coffee. <laughs> this is the context actually. We're going. I think we're going doing like a stomp up Rivier at R four, and um, we're supposed to be meeting at R four. Yeah, that's the time we're meeting. Buzzing. I'm getting up having my morning poo. <laughs> and I see Insta, he's already parked up with a coffee chilling at half three. I'm just like, oh, whatever. I was an hour early. Just in case. Well, that's my time. Bad weather. Well, this is it. And I think we'll go into this. About there's, the... there's something in it. Though. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. This, that's my, that's just my time. That's just my yeah. time where I get things right in my head. And I, I do, this is where I do my listening and I do my thoughts and I do my notes and I do my, it's just the right time for me that. So that's where I do it. And that's I'm taking self- the piss for a reason, basically. Yeah, and that self-reflection thing, I think it's absolutely key. So yeah, we did it. We did a, a good meeting, didn't we? And it was it was ruthless, right? It was ruthless, weren't it? Because you've got to, you've got to be honest with yourself. You've got to be honest about where you're at, you know. And there's different categories of goal setting, isn't there? There's obviously different parts of your life. There's obviously your your family life. There's a, a financial side of things. There's fitness and strength things. There's all sorts of, you know. I guess different parts to goal setting that we always want to take control of all of it. Like obviously because with the gym, we take care of most of people's fitness goals, right? We don't, we don't really dive into much else, but you know, except for our one-to-one clients, but you know, mainly what we're about is to get people where they want to be in terms of, you know, the physical fitness and whatnot. But when it comes to goal setting, I think it's important that, 
you have something for everything, like every part of your life, with family, financial, everything. I think it's very important. It's got not aims. just fitness. It's not just fitness, right? You will fall short in other areas if it is that is your only focus in having goals within fitness. You yeah. need to have the other goals within your life, like you're saying, business-wise or whether it's family, family vibes, whatever you need yeah. to be. And it's all congruent, like, when you focus on one thing, other things improve because of that as well, you know. Um... So, yeah, I mean, we've obviously done a lot of self-reflection, looked at the businesses, looked at our fitness goals and everything like that. And just setting little targets and setting chunks that we want to go for. I think I've been guilty in the past of thinking way too far ahead. Yeah, we spoke about this the other week, didn't we? Like, we work quite well in, in a sense of we've got Hib, who's very much right. In the next two years, this is where we're going to be at and this is where he's looking at. He's already looking at 2025 in his head, which you need. Otherwise, you're forever just looking at the fucking watch yeah, in yeah. front of you. And then you've got me, the opposite, where it's like, no, let's just focus on like July that's coming up first. Yeah. Like, you need that kind of synergy and that kind of mix of personalities to make things work, which is good, because one reigns the other one in one pushes the one further forward. You need that kind of balance. Without that, well, you either spend all the dough or, or you, you spend absolutely nothing. Yeah, so you need correct. that kind of mix of what, what reality is. And we, he spoke about this, the meeting we had in Home Truths, which was a good thing. Like, each of us all had to sit through and go, right, these are my weaknesses, basically. This is what I need to fuck off in 2024. Otherwise, we're going to get fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, and we're all guilty of having certain things that bog us down and things like that. It's so easy to get, to probably not have the foresight enough to see further past what's affecting you all the time because you get so bogged down in your own yeah. little shit. Yeah, yeah the, the, the aim of the meeting was things to leave in 2023. That it was, was a good things, vibe. It was a great vibe. I say, very, you know, very honest with ourselves and... You know, some of the things that didn't serve us too well, some of the things that served us very, very well. And it's just that whole thing of self-reflection. I think it's a bit cliche to do it at the end of the year because we do do it throughout. But I just think it's a nice thing coming towards the end of the day, doing that, you know, doing that self-reflection, <coughs> sitting down and looking at everything. So rolling into goal setting and what you want to do and stuff like that, you've got to be brutally honest with yourself and, and just be, you know, look at where it's at, look at where you're at because... I think our roles with goal setting in general, I know Andy's touched on about what we kind of, we don't have loads of one-to-one -one clients like we used to, for example. And that's, we normally found that whatever we did, clients kind of follow suit because they want to be on the journey you're on. That's why they end up being your clients all the time. Mm -hmm. People want to either look like you or they want to train like you or whatever it is. Like our roles have kind of changed is we kind of do things and the, the gyms kind of follow suit. Mm -hmm. We used to have it back in the day in Strength Factory where we do so many deadlifts a week. Fucking everyone's that starts deadlift three times a week, whatever it is, block pulls, etc. Mm -hmm. People wearing sliders to the gym all that vibe. And then it turns over now where we'll go and do different races and all of a sudden 10 other people start joining on these races. And it's kind of leading by example is, is our kind of goal setting. And it's, we're not doing it for any reason of, right, right, you all need to follow us and do this. We're, we do what we do because we enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. Like we enjoy doing big runs. We enjoy going on the trails. We enjoy doing big barbell movements. We enjoy doing the basic barbell movement, big bench, mm -hmm. etc. And like you always get asked, like, how do you fit everything in? How do you accommodate that? It's like I don't, I just want to fit it all because I like doing it all. Mm. It's not like a, I'm going to swerve that for time. Like you swerve and and vary intensities of what you're doing, probably the frequency of what you're doing, but the goal is to make sure we still fully maximize our enjoyment as yeah, well as sure. what the actual goal-driven thing is. We just sure. kind of prioritize <laughs> little things through the year. What needs to take more priority yeah. over the others but they all stay frequently there and that's the key. Mm -hmm. People bin things off just to jump on the next thing and then probably go, oh, it's actually not a bit of me that, and then jump back to the next thing and they actually get fucking nowhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the biggest thing and one thing we've learned over the years is is understanding what you actually enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. There's so many people who jump on things, which is good to try it, go all in on something and realise actually this is nothing about me at all. Mm -hmm. 
Like it's very easy to get carried away and see what's in fashion. Yeah, and fashion in the fitness industry can be big and then realise it's just not for you whatsoever. You know, one of the things that we touched on, wasn't it, at the end of the year was like, one thing that we are 100% dead cert on is that this life, we believe, improves everybody's life across the board. And what's very clear is our main driver is to bring as many people into this lifestyle as possible because it literally does change people's lives. And, you know, that sounds so cheesy and cliche. but very honest, cheesy. It's very cheesy. But I believe in it. I believe in it so much because I just know that people taking care of their health, people taking care of their fitness and doing hard things frequently is always going to benefit them in some way. It's going to take them away from the things that, that's not serving them well. And it's going to bring them into a, a focus of, self-improvement a focus of wanting to do things that are tough you know a focus of wanting to be better and do better because of the people that surround them you know and for us and for us as i guess you know the business owners and stuff like that our goals is to make sure that like you said that we are at the forefront of that and leading by example yeah you know it's one thing doing a, a couple of goals and stuff but when you actually believe that what you're doing is going to help way more people than just yourself that's when it becomes for me, anyway, that becomes like such a—I don't even know—it's like a such a good life mission for me to be able to to know that what I'm going to be doing and what we're doing as a team is going to help other people. It's like a ripple effect within like the member base, for example, of how how many people then start doing trail runs, how many people then start doing functional fitness, how many people have started doing comps. I mean, look at the high rocks kind of movement in itself. How many people mm. are doing high rocks and how many people turn up to classes? Like we've always said, like thinking back probably the member ratio of male to female back in the day was ridiculous, like 95% male in the gym. Mm. I'd now arguably say it's probably 50-50. Like the culture has changed massively within the gym and within training in itself because it is actually accessible for everyone. Mm. And like as as the gym owners, as the kind of leaders of whatever you want to say, like it, it's, we don't take it on upon ourselves to show that, but it's, you have to lead from the front. And that's the way we always say, like be the product is the key thing with anything. If you do have a gym, if you do have your own kind of fitness company, whatever you're doing, if you are not the product and you are not what you say you are or what your product says it is, people will see through it eventually. For sure. If you can't turn up and you, you, you can't train like you say and like you perceive yourself to train, people find out eventually. Mm. Because the problem we've got in this gym, it's not a problem, it's a great problem, but we've created an atmosphere where every member wants to batter you. Uh, we said this recently to just a few people. About it this morning, yeah, it? just this morning. Every person in this gym wants to batter you because you put yourself in a position to do that. And like, we'll openly train with anyone. We're not asked. Like, we'll happily get our ass handed to us as well. We're not the best in yeah, the world for sure, at everything. For sure. like, we have strengths for sure. And don't be wrong, we'll tailor a weight workout if we need to. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we know it's stacked against us, we will tailor that workout a bit. But any member can come at us, and we know, and they know that. Fucking hell, I think it was. As soon as I did my knee, I had about 20 members start sending me trail runs and fucking screenshots of runs. And I'm like, right, you're all going to get yeah, nailed. You're all it, my cousin right? being one of them. Yeah. And he knows it's coming. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, he was sending me screenshots all the time on trails. I'm like, you're going to fucking nail you. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a great problem to have. Yeah. Some people probably disagree with that, but 100%. No, the culture that it creates is mad. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I think looking forward for people like in into the new year, and like you, you get this thing where, like you said at the start, there it's like, should you be setting goals? Is it new year, new me, and all that vibe? I just think it's complete bullshit. Like you should have aims, no matter what time of day. You should have something to aim for all the time. 
And coming into the new year, there's nothing wrong with having a fresh start because I feel that way. I feel like, right, there's another year ahead now. These are the things that I want to tick off. These are the things that I'm going through. I think it's a nice thing to have where it's like, clean slate, another year, let's go. You know, it doesn't mean you forget about what you've just done. But I always think it's a good idea that in the new year that you have got some focus and that you have got something to aim for. And like I said, in all areas of your life as well, right? Um, I messaged you the other day, to be fair. Then I was saying, I'm ready to go work-wise now, me. I mean, I'd literally had about three days off. Like it, is, yeah. it was three days of not, we weren't even off because we're still training, we're still doing what we normally do. But it was three, four days away from being in front of members, being away in front of any clients, online clients and things like that. And a bit more sleep and a bit more time at home. And you're like, you know what? I'm ready to fucking get stuck into work me already. Which sounds quite bad actually after I've just said that. But yeah. like sometimes that's all it takes is a little refresh. Like we do it every time we go on holiday. Now don't be wrong, our phones still, we're still on our phones all the time. We're still messaging about the gym and things like that. But time away from your work environment sometimes is massive for fucking kicking you on mm. and making you want it even and it, more and pu- yeah, pushing and the drive it, on a little bit. And it doesn't need much time. It doesn't need no. much time, but what you need to do sometimes is come away from it so that you can see the bigger picture, come away from the, the noise a little bit, have a bit of an overview on what's going on. And that's across all the goals as well. Look at everything. I think this is a great time of year to do that. Like I said, self-reflect, pull back a little bit, have a look at everything, get really into, the, into your business, look at what you've got running, see what we want to improve on. Then you look at your fitness goals, then you look at everything else. I just think it's absolutely key to do that. Um, mistakes people make are, the big one is, is is seeing things on social for sure. Now now you've got social media as something to look at. It's, it's looking at what people are up to and going, right, I'm copying that. And it's like, we spoke a bit on our walks. We talk, speak a lot on our walks. <laughs> um, we're chatting a bit about, obviously, from the outset, our, our training volume is massive. Our training frequency is huge but it doesn't just happen. Like that's been built up over fucking ages mm-hmm. and people will just look at where you're at now, not realizing the foundations that have been built. One big problem people have is like, they look and see, right. Ib knocks out a marathon the other day. Was it Christmas? Was it boxing day or something like that? Uh, what was it? Right. So he knocks out a marathon that morning, right. I need to do that. And it's like, no, like, there's, there's been a body of work of before course, that day comes. Yeah. Like you can't, you can just jump into it, but you're going to fuck yourself up. He's still fine to go the day after. Mm-hmm. And that takes time. That is the biggest people people mistake is is they look at things that are so far further on that journey. There's so many things that come before that. It's great to have the aspirations, but make sure that the actual foundations are laid first. Yeah. And that comes with planning. Planning. And just look at yourself from where you're at now. If you're at zero and you're not thinking... Listen, if you're a parcel, you can't then go and do that. <laughs> don't beat around the bush if, with it. Yeah. If you're at zero right now, there's no point in thinking about training twice a day in January. That, just ain't, <coughs> that ain't gonna work for you. You know, and how you should set goals is just something that is in front of you, but that is still achievable, right? If you don't know how to get there, then you reach out and you get some help on how to get there. But the best thing that you can do is, and we say it every single time, what am I going to say? Find something you can stick to and that you enjoy. Like literally, there is more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, the way I do it suits me. Yeah. 2.30 2.30 in the morning just suits me. It is not superior. It super- doesn't suit me. Yeah. <laughs> it is not superior. It is not superior to any other way because let's be honest, mm. the goals don't give a shit what happens. The market doesn't care. No one's actually asked. No one's asked. There is no superior way. There is the best way for you to achieve it. And ultimately, if you achieve your goal, who gives a shit how you got there? It doesn't matter because the competition, the goal, whatever it is, it doesn't lie. The numbers do not lie. If you set yourself a marathon for in six weeks' time and you show up and do your marathon, you've done what it's took to do the marathon, whether you're getting up at 10 in the morning, whether you're going to bed at one in the morning, 
whatever it is, if you turned up and you did the marathon, well, you've done what it's took. Could there be a bit more optimal ways? Well, yeah, sure, we can always improve on things. But ultimately, the goal on the market, whatever you want to call it, it just doesn't care. Like, you have, you have, you've either done the work or you've not. So for your goals, like, you want to be thinking about what is the best routine for me? Like, don't look at me in the morning at half two and think, right, I'm going to do what Andy does. If it doesn't work for you, it just works for me. Because 9.30 at night, I am useless. Like, I'm done. Like, nine, half past nine yeah. at night, I might... I might Silence. Keep, yeah, I might finish off with a little bit of work or whatever. I'll put Freddie to bed and I might just jump on the emails a little bit or to-do list, whatever. And then that's it. You like, clock off earlier than me, don't you? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah I clock off earlier than you. Yeah. Like, I, I'm done at like As half, in mentally, like you, you're ready for bed earlier. Yeah, yeah, I go bed earlier. Yeah, yeah, I go bed earlier. And uh, and then, <laughs> but that suits me. That just suits yeah. my routine. But I know I know people that go bed late and wake up a bit later. And I know people that like to train at night time. I know people, it just doesn't matter. Like you got to find something Caveat, if you train at night, you're a weirdo. I don't like it at night. No, but go on. But if it suits you, then it suits you. What matters most is, is that you're actually excited about the things that you're doing because that will carry way more weight than anything else in the world. If you feel good doing what you're doing and you feel like you're making progress and you're actually actually having fun and you're excited about doing what you're doing, that will outweigh everything. No matter what, that will make sure that you get up whenever you need to. That will make sure that you do your training session whenever you need to. When the training gets a little bit hard, you're going to carry on because at least you're enjoying it. Um, and this is why, like, for me, I've had so many different goals because I like just doing different things. I don't feel any social pressure whatsoever to do what everyone else is doing. I just do what I want, when I want, and I'll do it my way. Like, I'm just not under I, any pressure. I actually feel like our generation finds it easier to do what they enjoy doing and do, like you just said, you did so many, you've done so many different things over the years, similar, right? Because we didn't put social media posts on after we've done it. You've gone and done a comp, without the pressure of thinking I need to put an Insta post on after because yeah. it weren't a thing. And we've grown up on an era where social media wasn't like a celebratory thing of you have to instantly put a thought on once you've trained. And we actually hate the fact that we have to play that game a little bit. Like We're not great it is at a it. Game. It is a game. It is a game. Yeah. P- people want to know what you're up to. People want to see what you're training. People want to see what you're doing. It's like the grand scheme of things. We won't put fucking nothing on because I'm not no. that arsed. Like, but we have to play the game. Like The one thing you need to ask yourself if you have got aspirations of what you want to do from a, an event-wise, whether it's a big run, am I a man, whatever you want to do, would you still do the event if you didn't have to tell anyone? If you had to turn up and nobody knew that you'd done it, would you still do that event? If the I'd, yes. I'd still be up Rivy without telling everyone on social 100%. media that I've been doing it because I enjoy being there. Yeah. yeah. And that, that is the point. And that is probably the main take home from this initial part of goal setting. Yeah. It's like, would you do it if nobody was around? Would you do it even if nobody could see it? Why? Because you enjoy it. If you can say yes to that, you're going to have no issue achieving whatever you want, genuinely. Mm. And you know what? You don't even have to scale it to something crazy. Your goal next year might just be to find a nice routine and just have a good routine in your working week where you train four times a week or three times a week. A couple of 5Ks here and there. Couple a couple 5Ks, like a little bit so. of weights. As long as that serves you, that is fine. That is absolutely fine. As long as you've got something that improves your life, that keeps you fit and healthy, who's to say otherwise that that isn't the right goal for you? We're not the standard bearer of what's right. Absolutely not. We just like doing what we like doing. That's it. And, and we've that's got, the key. And, and you know what? Like we're talking about the social media thing. The reason why we do post as well is because we know it helps people. Yeah. We know that it is going to give somebody a little bit of inspiration. We know that it is going to help people out, which is why the game has changed for us a little bit, especially for me over these last few months, right? Well, part of our... Uh, our things over the uh, the Chris, pre-Christmas meeting was Hib's got to get better on social media. 
But it's very different. He relies on me to collab. But that's that's it's the very difference. Different. The truth <laughs> is, the truth is, is because I don't coach anymore. Okay, yeah. I don't do any kind of coaching anymore. So my social, I was never really big into social media anyway. It didn't really turn me on. What's Facebook, right? I never had Facebook. I think I got Facebook. No, someone says like open your own, you know your login, do you? I don't even know the login details, right? So I'm just not that guy, but that's no excuses. And that was my honest thing at the, you know, in our meeting that we had before the new year. It's like, Andy, like, you know a fair bit of stuff. You've done a fair bit of stuff. You're in the position that you are. You should be helping way more people. That's what I've said to myself. It's like, you could be helping way more people. It's not even about you anymore, Andy. It's not even about you because when we're in this environment, yeah. I'm like, help, 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 help. And I'd do anything for anybody, like 100%. I'd do anything for anybody. So it's like, why wouldn't you just pick up your social a little bit more and help way more people? And that's where we was at. It's true, isn't it? That's where we was at. Yeah. Just yawning, bro. Just yawning, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? We was out early this morning on the trails. Yeah, not after. <laughs> no. Late, late night. But, but that, yeah, to be fair, yeah. But that's the point. Like, you, we've got a platform where we can actually, like, not inspire. I don't like saying that kind of thing, but it does actually kick people on. Like, the amount of times people tag us in stuff and copying what we're doing and things like that, which is sick. Yeah, and that's the point. It's infectious because people want to be a part of certain things. Mm. It's just making sure that it's right for you. And there's, there's so many different avenues you can go down. You you can try things and it not be for you. That's fine. But the problem you get is with the pressures of social media, people feel like once they've said yes to something, they've signed up to something and they realise when they get into the actual training of what's required that it's probably not for them. They're that scared of saying, no, you know what, it's not for me, that they do it and fuck it up anyway. Like so many people would be far better off going, you know what, that weren't for me. I tried it next and fucking find what's right. In my head, I feel like you need to take it off regardless. Yeah, because you said you're doing course, it. Course. But some people do it for the wrong reasons, and it shows. You know, when, when you're doing goal setting, it's so hard. I'm still trying to not go into the fine details of how to and what you should be doing all day, every day, what program, what that, because that's what we're like. It's yeah. really tough to not get into them. I'm, like, I'm almost trying to tell you what to, what to do with your goals and how many times a week to train, what you should be doing. But ultimately, what really, really matters is that enjoyment. And would you just do it anyway? You've got to find that kind of I think that's the main feeling. Thing. You've got if to there was no social post, would you have done you've that got session? To find, you've got to find your enjoyment in that. And you're only going to do that by getting out there and giving it a go. What have we done in the past? Obviously, we're talking about goal setting. We're talking about what we've done, how we approach things. What did we? What have we done over the years? How have we got it to a stage now where we're just not asked? We just sign up for anything. Mm-hmm. Did you used to get fear before you signed up for things? How did you approach? Look back at what was it first strongman powerlifting, then mm-hmm. ultras. Mm-hmm. How have you approached it? How do you approach signing up for these events and getting into them in your head? I'll go through mine as well. Well, <clears throat> a lot of the time I'm obviously doing that phase of training. You know, so let's just talk about powerlifting for example. I'll be doing that style of training for a certain amount of time, and then it's like. When you start to get strong, you think, right, I need to cash it in now. I need to do something and, and take it up a level just like anything else. So I think the usual vibe of just sign up and we'll, and we'll worry about it later and we'll, we'll get stuck in. That's always been the case. I think even more so now because the more you compete, the more experience that you get, the more you know that actually when I get there, I'll be sound anyway because you're gonna, you, you know you put the work in. Right? There's credit in the bank. In yeah, there. there's credit in the bank. You've done it. So I think when it comes to powerlifting, because I think because I was training for strength anyway, it was always a case of like, that's just what you do. I was in an environment where 
I think we spoke about before. We've been in an, I was in an environment where everybody was doing the same thing. It's like, no, that's just what you do. You've that's got, the next step. Yeah, the next yeah. step is for you to compete. Now, the way I approach my goals, I was just saying that you just need to find the enjoyment and not worry too much and all that shit. But, but I am changes very, as you get older. I am very much all in. Yeah. I am very much all in. So if I say, if I'm going to compete, I'm going to make sure I do everything I can in my preparations to do as the best I can with that goal at the expense of other goals as well, right? So when I was younger, nothing else mattered besides competing and powerlifting, which affected other areas of my life, right? Because I couldn't do it any other way in my mind. I was young. It was just this and this only. And Arguably I, probably the best time to be like that. Because uh, yeah, you were younger. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, I, and I was all in. It's like it was every every decision that I made all day, every day was just about powerlifting. Yeah. You know. Can't really do that now with Freya. It doesn't happen now. You know, <laughs> and obviously as you as you get older and you mature and you see what it's all about, you don't actually have to be that way fully. You can still do other things. And actually it helps you out quite a lot because you get a little break mentally from the pressures of competing. You get a little break mentally from those kind of things, you know. So the way I approach it now is it's like I still make sure I'm 100% prepared for whatever the goal is. I'll never turn up. I will never, ever, ever turn up. Not being ready. Not being ready. Never. I won't do that. I can't do that to myself. Yeah. I'll never do that to myself. I can't let myself down like that. I'll not make myself embarrassed. I will not embarrass myself like that. I can't. It's, the thing is, it's like you were saying, just sign up. And that's the one thing I always incorporate was just sign up, think about it later. But the think about it later is normally like a 12-month prep. It's not just a, oh, it's fucking, it's April now. I'm going to sign up for an Ironman in May and let's just wing it. It's no, let's sign up for something big and then plan and prep for it. I know my first Ironman, that was also my first marathon I ever did. Do you know what I mean? Obviously we built up to it in training, but my first ever Mazda was part of an Ironman. That's the point. It's like, and I come from not doing Ironmans. Mm. I've been doing strength training and shit. Like it was completely opposite. Yeah. But the point is you pick something big enough that you have to go, you know what, fucking hell, I'm going to have to put some have serious to work it. in here. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we talk about as as you get older, back then you're not as asked. Like you just dive into anything. Now it's you. You've got less tolerance or less barriers to dive into something big. The things just keep getting bigger now, which is great. Which means there's going to be some <laughs> long days coming up. But the point is, it gets less and less scary to sign up to these things. Yeah, for sure. Like I won't bat an eyelid now about signing up for an Ironman. Probably similar for yourself yeah. or ultras or whatever it is. It now becomes right. What's the bigger distance again now? How much further can you take it? What's how much weirder can you make it mm. to have that next? You always say unlocking new levels. And that's the point is how much further can you take these goals now and shit yourself up a little bit maybe. And he talked about then tapping into a certain mindset going all in. Now, you still have the same mindset of going all in. It's just that you can switch it on and off a lot that's easier. What, honestly, mate. How much energy do you save daily if that's one thing about that, doing yeah. that? If that's one thing that I've got better at, it is switching on and off. And that saves. What day was it used to powerlift here? It was you, Zach and Gal. Was it Wednesdays? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. So I think there was one day a week, because I was doing Ironman at the time, so I was in a completely different mindset. I was fucking floating about me, chilling, <laughs> fucking mooching about <laughs> bikes. And then you'd walk in the gym. No one would be here from 12. They'd be in Nando's for about two hours, like, fucking, let's fucking go, bro. Thinking, <laughs> about, thinking about barbells and that. And then you'd come in at half four to absolute psycho music, and it'd just be like, kill. But they've spent literally seven hours of the day <laughs> plotting well, and that's about only what you've what, seen yeah plotting about 10 reps uh, it's mad isn't it literally just to kill crazy. 10 reps on a bar it's crazy and that shift but it, that unlocks different fucking it, it avenues does, again it does it does you can still but, apply it 
But with experience and with time, definitely comes the ability to switch on and off. I would say now I am at the best position possible to switch on and off. Um, and that does come with time. Because what you don't want to do is have this goal, you know, consume you. Because that's when it starts to become a bit more unenjoyable. That's when you start to not focus on other areas of your life and your goals. That's where it can be a little bit tricky. Because we've seen it before. And it's not just in like New Year goals. People sign up to something and they completely go all in with it. And then they just forget about everything else in their life. They forget about work. They I forget say about their, has got a lot of them. They forget about yeah. their kids. They forget about their relationships. They forget about everything in their life. They forget about making dough. And all they want to do is that. Now you could say that's okay because they're happy. But I'm going to say against that. You can't be truly at your best if you're forgetting other areas of your life. I just don't, I just can't no. see that. You know, maybe somebody would tell me otherwise, but I just can't. And I think, obviously, as we evolve and as That's we where the comments there, section is now live, Andrew. Someone can argue against live, you. Let me know. Um, the bigger the goal, the more preparation time is going to be needed. Okay? The bigger the goal, more prep, more all in. That just means to me now, it never used to, but that means to me switching on when I need to, switching off when I need to, because there is so many other big things that are going on right now that are way more valuable than running 100 miles. You know... Obviously, having Freya, like that is the number one priority. The business is the number one priority. You know, so it's like the ability to, to switch on and off means that you can achieve multiple things all at the same time rather than just being just one, just one, just one. So when you're thinking about your goals in the new year, you want to be thinking about that and thinking, right, okay, what do I want to achieve as a whole? And then what does that look like in terms of fitness and how can I achieve my goals in fitness across your week where it doesn't absolutely consume your life. We all love it. If we go next door, and we, there's people next door right now that are waiting to go to work and all they're doing is just talking about training because that's the, that's the life. That's the lifestyle. And there's and nothing wrong with that. As soon as work finishes, they're back in here either talking about training or training of again. Of course. But what we expect and what we always say, and as this is what we do in our conversations with the guys next door that we've got a good relationship with, you better go to work and you better take everybody's job. Because that's the way, this is yeah, our life. put it's it like, across everything else. Yeah, it's everything else. Go to work and you better take the next man's job. You better go and win. Like, we want you to win. So it's like, there's an area of fitness. It's like, right, we've got these goals now. Marathon, I don't know, um, a functional fitness competition, right? Let's drill this now. These are the mindsets that we need. These are the training sessions that you need to do. Okay, there's one side. Okay, talk to me about work, where we at now. Right, you're getting the promotion you are going for the promotion, mm. so you need to switch. The second you've come out of the gym, switch off. It's no gym. You're going to work and you need to dominate. You, you're getting the promotion. And when it's you the next assertive aggressiveness coming towards something yeah. else. And when you come back it. to the gym, you better tell us that you've got that promotion. Oh, and by the way, now we're jumping on the second workout of the day. You know, that that's kind of where it's at with us, isn't it? And one thing is as well, the more and more you kind of expose yourself to these situations is the less fear you have mm. amongst any of these things. Like you should always have, an, no matter what the event is or what the competition, no matter how prepped you are, there should always be an element of pre-match nerves. But in a sense of, it's not fear, it's not like anxiety, it's like, fuck, right. But you should have some element. If you've not got any of that, you're full of shit. You yeah. should have a little bit. because you're not prepared on your part, That, yeah, yeah that. Because as soon as the whistle goes, as soon as whatever the, the timer goes, it goes completely and you switch into the all-in mentality where it's like, right, let's fucking twat it. We know yeah. we've done comps in the past were dead chilled, fucking blase, chilling. About an half an hour before, things start ramping up when you're warming <clears> up. And all of a sudden, as soon as the gun goes, it's like full. 
metal, kill, go. Yeah. And we've had one of the lads who's done it with us in the past, and you could tell he'd never done a comp before. Guy trains like fuck, trains hard, and trains really well, but never been in the setting of, oh, wait a minute, there's like 200 people stood around here watching me. People know who I am, and, and like, I've got to now perform. But because the environment he'd been in, because he's training around us lot, training in, obviously, next door sometimes in the morning, gets to the stage where it feels like a comp. Yeah, it's great. Because everyone's trying to beat each other. The way we set our workouts up is very comp-related, where it's me and Andy against these two, these two against us two, and like it's all about who can get the most score, whatever it's going to be. Because he'd been in and around that environment, he thrived on it. He was great. Yeah, you knew. But his fear before that, compared to myself and Jake, for example, because we'd been in that before, was completely different. It took a little bit of a move, and then he was sweet. Do you know what I mean? And then he really moved, and then then he was sweet. And that's the point, like the more you can expose yourself to these comp-style conditions in your training. Like, we try and create... Guarantee, right, this is an example this morning. If I start walking faster than him up an hill, I hear the footsteps go faster again. You tried to put up my soles this morning. <laughs> hey, hey! What, what did I say to Man's feeling good at the moment. He tried to put... He tried, <laughs> he tried to drop me, yeah? What did I say at the bottom of the hill? Yeah. Nice little flex, that boy. Nice little flex, that pal. Because he does it every time. If you've ever run with Baldy, as soon as he gets out the car, he tries to drop you immediately. He puts the absolute gas on early doors. And this is how it goes. This is how it goes. He comes flying down the hill. Absolutely. Balls. Well, not balls. So no, balls. but You're still, flying. We're moving. You're flying. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Someone's flexing this morning. Someone's feeling good this morning. I was like, fair play, let's do it. And it... And that's how, that's how it that's goes. How it goes. That's, how it goes. That's, that's how you get good at, tra- good, at, good, at, good at training. That's how you get good at your endeavours and good at your, yeah. your goals. Like, there's, there's going to be days where he will batter me and vice versa because you're not feeling it, whatever. And we speak about this. We probably train, can I, for, say we've got a race in July, we'll guarantee we'll be fatigued probably for the next four or five months yeah. of actual training. There won't be a day of fresh legs. There won't be a day where you're absolutely buzzing off your head. Mm but you'll be showing up every day because the goal is that big and the goal is that important to you. Yeah. And this is like, if you dive back into the mistakes people make, is they're so hell-bent on just the actual object of the goal, they forget the process that comes before. The yeah. process is massive, like enjoying that process, being amongst it in the process, regardless of the weather. That this this time of year now is when your legs are really made. For example, in art, what we're doing at the moment, trails, ultras, if you can't train in this weather and train in these conditions at the moment, you fucked it when it comes to summer. Because yeah. when it comes to summer, we're laughing. Yeah. We've, yeah, we've done it in the shitter. We've done it in the shit weather. We've done it in the cold, murky mornings where it's hanging. Mm-hmm. That's the point. When you start building the miles up in this weather, changes completely. Yeah. And like Danny just said there about focusing, <coughs> you know, focusing not just on the goal, the end goal, because we spoke about this with the Red On Boys uh, last time that they was down. Like if you focus too much on the end goal, you'll realise that it's not really about that. You'll get to the finish line or you'll you'll finish your competition and you'll wait for everybody to start clapping for you and you'll wait for your gold medal and the champagne to pop. Oh, wait. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. You get a little bit of a dopamine hit. You get a little bit of feeling good at that time. You feel like the absolute king for a day. You wake up the next day. You've done, your, in, you've, you've done your Instagram posts. You've had loads of likes and everyone's buzzing in your inbox. Nice work. You, you should be proud. You should be proud. But when you focus just on the end goal, it's not quite the same. Because there's a big anticlimax after that. You've, you say two days after you've done your thing, it's like, gay. Okay, everyone's got in on with their lives. What's next? You know, what what, what do we do next? So you see on bigger stuff, you see people run across America and things like. But then someone's running across Africa, mate. There's, always like, something there's something bigger and better all the time. There's something else that's bigger that's going on next. That's next. why you have next. to find your enjoyment with the right people. You've got to enjoy what you're doing. And Let's you've got use to enjoy what you're doing example. With. 
There's no way he's just doing that for clout. No way. You cannot punish yourself that bad for the sake you of Insta. You can't run across Africa. Like he's doing. For a pair of socks. For a sponsor. No. He ain't doing it for that. You don't give a fuck. He he's, not, he's, uh, not, he's not doing it for that. He has got a mission. He Obviously. He has got this thing in his head. He has got a point to prove. He is doing it for a certain reason. And it ain't like you said for clout. He, he wants to be the dog, for wants, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's something in it, though. It's, yeah. it's like any any big fitness goal. There's something in it. And you need to find that something for yourself. And this is the point. It doesn't matter if it's a 5K. Like, obviously, we're talking about bigger goals that we've got this year. But even if yours is just a 5K, find the enjoyment, get yourself stuck into some decent training, and get moving and enjoy your week of training. Find something that you really enjoy and find a good reason in it. Because there is way more, you know, there is way more pleasure, again, cheesy, in the process, but rather mm. than the actual end goal. There mm. is. Because when you step back after the goal and you look back and you go, how good have I, you know, how much have I enjoyed this last, say, three months? And what else has it done? Well, I've been waking up early and I've had good morning energy. I've been really productive as well. You know, my diet's been good. So, you know, my insides feel good. You know, I'm having good conversations with people. I'm in a group of people that I really enjoy and they're all getting their goals as well. I'm, I just feel a bit happier. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's all that that actually comes with the goal and it's that stuff that matters most. You don't train for four days. Tell me how you feel. Fucked mentally. It's, it's so true. Mate. It's so true. Over Christmas period, I don't, I don't train Christmas day because genuinely I'd rather spend it with Rosie. Like, there's more things important now. Of course. But in the past, I 100% felt guilt of not training on Christmas day. But I feel it bad. I mean, when was it now? Christmas Eve, you did the marathon. I was ill. Like rough as right chest. But Johnny yeah. Green has plagued the off. Basically, he's plagued the gym. Right, he's a spreader, blitzed. But I was that hell bent on going training. I ended up having a five hour nap after because I actually felt ill as fuck. Mm. But I was like fucking. I was ratty, antsy because right, he's done a big mass. I need to go and train. I need to go and do this. I need to go. And that's how it gets. But it's like I don't want to miss out on training because someone else. It's like you're ill, you dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Just of course, fucking have a course, of course. There'll be more. Yeah. So this is where it's at. You've got to find the thing because the life that it gives you and the things that it benefits with outside of the actual goal is way bigger than the end goal. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's way, way bigger. And of course, like we've said there, the bigger the goal, the more you're going to need to switch on, the more preparation, probably the more time that's going to be needed. You might have to think a little bit more about your strength work. You might have to think more about your recovery. And of course, as you scale up, these things matter even more, you know. And this is why I have so much success with the online training. This is why I have so much success in the gyms is because, you know, we deliver what people need as they need it. You know, it's not one size fits all. If somebody wants to come in and improve their, the way they look and build loads of muscle and run, okay, well, we need to consider a few things there and then we deliver, you know, as we know we need it. It can be done. It can all be done. So whatever you're thinking for the new year, whatever goal you're thinking about, it is absolutely achievable if you're willing to pay the guy. You've got to pay. You've got. You've got to pay the price. And the price of a big goal is hard work. It's consistency. It's looking after your diet a little bit. It's going to Turn bed a bit shit earlier. Yeah. Doing it when you really can't be asked. Like and that's the price of it. Obviously, you know, I I like the big goals. You like the big goals. That's where we're at. But you know, it does come with a price. It's if you're willing to pay the price. It's like we. There's one reason I signed up for Lake One Hundred. Is because you see the guys when you do the fifty, you join the hundred race. You're not; it's not the other way around. You're joining the big race basically halfway, and you see some of the guys and girls at the end of that race, absolutely sunken-eyed, looking like a bag of dicks, 
and all you actually think is, oh, yeah, it's a bit of me, that. Yeah. I want to look like that. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, but that's genuinely one of the reasons. Like, oh, that's the next step again. Yeah. He's better than me. It's, it's like, you could be absolutely smoking a time and he could be absolutely blitzed and having a bad one. But yeah. he's just 100 mile in the lakes, lad, you've not. Like, that's the point. And that's, that's the next kind of, we always use aspiration as a thing. Like, I know we spoke a bit in the past about uh, Johnny and Cal from Peak Performance. They've done the Bob Graham. And it's using them as not inspiration, but aspiration. Oh, fucking hell, it's doable. Them boys are just mm. like, like, they're just like us. Like, they're wrong. They're both fucking unbelievable oh, yeah. athletes. Unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. athletes. But anything is doable, like with planning and preparation and fucking consistency. Mm. So many people can't just hack that last little bit there, that consistency thing. You see some people with the best plans, the best preps on paper in the world, but when it comes to actually implementing it, they can't be asked getting out of bed. It's, it's literally that, like, Border scene, sick fucking mesocycles, mate. Literally, literally, literally. Can you keep showing up every single day if that's required? Three times a week, seven days a week, whatever. Can you do that? If the answer is yes, you're on the right track. Do you also enjoy it? Brilliant. We're on the right track. And can you scale the intensity over time? Can you work that bit harder over time? Done. You pick the goal. Just literally pick whatever you want to do, and then start and get to scale it. People That's get it. bogged down. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna run a single leg um, RDL here. I'm gonna then change over and do this, and then gonna you know two weeks into this, I'm gonna undulate with this intensity. I'm gonna it's like yeah, but you're not gonna last a month because that is boring as fuck. It's literally. I mean, you, they, it's great if you can if stick. They, if they enjoyed it and they stick to it, you found the right thing for you. Yeah. If you but th <laughs> that many things get overcomplicated. It's like it's not yeah. rocket science, mate. Yeah. Fucking turn up I, I, and train yeah. you need more of that than you do your actual theory yeah i think i think one of the uh, one of the things of being a hybrid athlete that i see outside of these walls is that people really love the idea of being able to do two different goals at the opposite end of the spectrum simultaneously or within a you know a six month certain period time frame yeah, yeah within a certain time frame and i really like that i'm definitely one of those guys and you know i think that we've had the vibe of sometimes of we let you do all of those boring things and the overthought and the overcomplication and this and tracking this and tracking that. I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to show you exactly how we do it here. Yeah. Like, I'm going to show you why we're different in here and I'm not going to do any of that stuff and I'm still going to turn up and you're ended, you're finished. You know, because we know that consistency and hard work pays off over perfection. Perfection is not one of those things that you should even work for. It's what can you do each week. We can't keep talking about it because you get the point. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's very much true. You know. Case in point before, still just turn up when you really can't be asked. That's not a perfect day. People will 100% fuck it off because the weather's not right. Because yeah. there's certain, oh, my food last night weren't right. Oh, my stomach's slightly off. Just shit in a bush. It's fine. Get it in a bush. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's it. Once again, this will be a nice little, you know, injection of a jingle that Morgan Seatree has still not done. If I want to do that Stephen Bartlett thing. Go on then. You remember that one, Arky? Come on, do it with the voice. <laughs> I can't do it with the voice. I need a favour. 99.9% .9 of you have not hit the subscribe button. Can we have a favour? If you hit that subscribe button, we'll bring on more guests. We'll bring on more guests to serve you and the people to give you the best information out there. Do we have a deal? No deal. No deal. Um, right, so 
what we're doing, what are you doing this year? With Black Dads, talk about goals. So our goals, what are we doing this year? What have we got booked in? We've got a little 36-hour one in February, which is coming up soon. So 36 hours of a 13K loop up and down Winter Hill with a 10-kilo vest on each, both moving at the same time, each. Each didn't need to be said, but I've said it again. Furthest distance wins each. Furthest distance wins. We have to stay together non-stop throughout. Red on against so smoke. So, 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 so you can that. go the furthest in 36 hours with a 10-kilo vest, up some hills, 13k loop as many times as we can. It's actually a charity do that's escalated. I think it's great. We love doing a lot of charity do each year. I think it's so important for us to do that because we're in a position to do so. Yeah. Um, and now it's just gone a little bit, a bit crazy, yeah. hasn't it? So. Red on a bracelet bringing in a lot of the uh, recruiters, as they like to put it, and we're going to get absolutely domed. Probably so going to get domed in. But... It's going to be a challenge. We'll probably get domed Listen. in. We'll probably get domed in, but I just know... Modafinil. The further, the further we go, <laughs> the longer it gets... The stronger I get, Dan. All in. The longer it goes on, and people crumbling around you. Bosh, there's another one gone. Bosh, there's another one gone. We've got this tactics, is, haven't we? This is when we just get stronger and stronger. We've got tactics. We're going to disrupt camp. Anyway, that's the first one. And there's a lot going on. We'll go into that in a sec. We've then got a little 105k run in Andorra, where the starting elevation is Scarfell Pike, and it goes up to, I think, 3,000 metres. That's going to be a decent day out. I don't even know how to get there. I I, basically, what happened is I said we're booking it and then booked him on it. And you just book, booked it. We're kind of in, so it's tough shit. But that's a nice little warm-up then for the Lake 100 mile, which we're both doing. And obviously, Chris as well is doing that as well from the gym. So that's going to be a, a big weekend coming it's up. It's going to be a big weekend. You know, we're still trying to fix this back issue, aren't we? I'm getting much better now, actually. Back, back issue, marathon before Christmas. Back still issue. Moving. What did Dr. Ash say? Oh, that's all right. Okay, sweet. Um, so we're still still trying to rehab and uh, and get stronger. You had uh, good news, though, didn't you? Some good news, no surgery needed, which is great news. <laughs> uh, and I think the boys, uh, you know, Doctor, yeah. Doctor Ash and, and Gaz, uh, plug, plug in, in and Red on, yeah. They're going to help me out with some uh, some rehab stuff to uh, to free up this disc and to try and move forward. So uh, that's obviously on the card because these like the Lake One Hundred is going to require. A, a strong body, a very strong body. Those that have run <coughs> big distances over hilly, unstable, uneven terrain will know what it takes out of your Your body, body gets mashed. Your body gets absolutely mashed, especially downhill on them sharp cobbles. It just gets mashed up bad. So I need to make sure that I'm strong enough to take that, uh, to take that beating, basically. You know, that the late 100 is the biggest... Uh, goal of of our year so far. 100%, yeah. I think because of the extreme, I want to say extreme. Well, it because because of the night, terrain. Because of the terrain. Till, you've got till Sunday to yeah, finish it. Yeah, it's because it's of the terrain. Time. You know, the last well, when I did the first hundred miler, it's not. It wasn't on that same terrain. You know, it isn't like it wasn't like this and like this and storms and sharp wet slate. This, this is the thing. It's July and there's a good chance it, when I did the fifty, it pissed it down. I think you had. Did you have piss it? Did it piss it down for you on no, yours? On the 50? On the 50, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's peak yeah, it summer. It's peak summer. Like, it's a different weather. For, it's just different yeah, weather. everything's like, different. Like, you can't predict what's going to happen. No. That's why so I have a kit list, fucking the car boot size. Yeah. Ball leg. That's our biggest focus. It's going to, like, the body takes a beating. 
and that's what's so exciting about it because we just know that and we, we talk about unlocking new levels don't we all the time it's going to require every single ounce of the body and the mind and the, and the sense of humour as well because when those when you start Friday night you've got till Sunday to finish I think at like mile 80 when there's 20 miles to go it just becomes funny it's just like it's stupid it's just like the conversations that you have it's like what are we doing here like what are we doing yeah. here what's going on here and you're just almost like you're laughing through it because you're in that much pain. You've probably lost a couple of toenails and you're just like, what are we even doing here? And it's like, we know why we're doing it. You know, it's, it's like you said before, I have I was thinking about the 36 hour. I know for a fact, I'll just make it weird from hour 20 and that'll actually get me through quite a bit of it. Yeah, you, have, you, you have to find you need someone thing. who can talk a bit of shit yeah. and be a bit weird just yeah. to fucking break the fucking silence yeah because there will be periods where you are quiet as fuck and you're in your own head and like there's loads of different fucking avenues of what you're going to be going down i can guarantee now that over long periods of time big hours we have no drama with that that is fine practically nocturnal anyway so it is no problem my daffodil will always help (laughs) yeah but i have no drama with that i think for the lakeland in itself the andorra prep will be massive i think getting through andorra because the elevation is I think the elevation is double of what the lake on 50 is, and it's only 20 kilometers more. Mm. It's, a, it's a heavy do that. I think the longest downhill is 15k. It's a long way downhill, man. It? It's a long way, which means it's it's then go way back up. It's a long way up, yeah. But that's the point, like, and we've spoke a bit about goal setting, like, the Andorra isn't our main race, and we chatted about this, that about, chatted about that, fucking I'm seeing bad boy um, chatting about that this morning like Lakeland is the main race that is our main priority for the year everything else around that is a build up it's it's setting up like you look at people who do Ironmans they do a sprint try they do an Olympic try as a warm up to practice transition that is our transition we're basically using 100k in ridiculous elevation to then prep for something that's bigger again a month later well I think five weeks later perfect it's, it's perfect, perfect. So we expose ourselves to something ridiculous, we then recover, and then we go again. Like, that is the point. Yeah, and that's part of goal setting that you all need to consider as well, is that there is things that you can do, if there is a competition or a 5K, I keep going back to that, or a 10K or whatever, there is things you can do within your training to almost set you up in a really good way so that when it comes to competition time, you've had some exposure to that competition condition. So, for example, let's just say it's a marathon that you want to do, it's a good idea to do a 5K race that's actually organised or a 10K event like a Manchester 10K if you're local to here. It's always good to have small events leading up to the bigger event that you've got because there is preparation nerves, there is race day nerves, there is... The, race day food, race day prep. There's, I, hus- there's the hustle and bustle of the day. Yeah. There's there's people running next to you, there's elbows flying, there's all sorts of stuff. If, that, if it's running, for example, it could be anything, you know... But it's, it's a good idea when your goal setting, if you've got, for example, the marathon, to just put things in your diary, leading up to it so you get the right feel for things. We talk about it all the time. It's that level of preparation where you're almost desensitizing yourself to the stress, you desensitize yourself to the nerves, etc. The more you do something, the less you know sensitive you get to it. And that's facts. You know, it's the same with training, it's the same with getting in an environment that you feel uncomfortable with. It's the same across the board. So if there is anything you can do within your goal setting, like say you've got something in, I don't know, you say June, well, February, May, you might want to look at doing something just to get that exposure. That really helps within your goal setting for sure. I think for us setting up for training, like the big, like we've already touched on it, were 
or is it now? Is it winter miles? Is summer smiles vibe? Like getting your winter legs in when it comes to what we're trying to do and, and getting amongst it when the weather is the worst. When it comes to summer and you're driving up to a start of a run at half four and the actual sun's already up and it's nice weather, it's already 20 degrees. Like the amount of times we've been in the lakes for these like big runs and you're rocking up that early in the morning, it's already bright, it's already ready to go. You're already, you've done your fucking marathon and it's only 11 a.m. and you're absolutely flying. Like it becomes so easy to do them sessions because you've done it when the weather is bleak. Mm. Like we've done 25K this morning, it was still dark when we left. But to be fair, we were looked out with the weather this morning. Yeah. We've had it the previous week where it was 30 odd mile an hour winds, at the top of an hill, to the point where you were literally like leaning into the Running wind to walk it. up. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. But the amount of times you expose yourself to conditions like that, to when you really probably shouldn't be going, mm. you'll be so strong when it comes to when the conditions are sound. Because there will be times when the conditions are unreal and you will be unbelievable. Mm. So the more you can expose yourself to these shitty days, the better. And that's, I think towards, if we touch on the red on one first, like the way our kind of training is at the moment is we're still lifting. Barbells are still moving like we did. Well, we basically turned into post Christmas. Let's try and build up to a daily max on cleans and hand cleans and overhead. And it just becomes stupid. But then we're still doing heavy lifting. We're still doing some bodybuilding vibes, but the priority of our week is time on our feet mm. and mileage in the tank. That is our priority. And this is where our year will shape around that. I spoke to this the other day, one of the lads who's also doing the big ultras and things like that. And it's like, his big juggle now is how do I now accommodate the amount? Because he's similar to us in the sense of he loves doing barbells, he loves training bodybuilding, he's got so many different things of fitness he wants to do. How does he plan his week around the priority still being running mm -hmm. and still being in shape and still feeling jacked? You can do it all. You can. You can do it all. I, I keep having the urge to jump in and tell how the week should go and what it should look like and this is what you should do. I keep having that urge to keep saying it. But the reality is there's that many different ways that you can do it. And if you've got a lot of training goals, it's going to need a little bit more careful planning. Mm. You know, so I'd love to tell everybody now, right, Monday to Sunday, this, this, is, how to do this. this is what you need to do Monday through to Sunday. Monday, you need to do this. Wednesday, this. Friday, this. Sunday, this. Like you need to run this many miles at this pace. You need to lift this weight. You need to be doing that. But it really does depend on the goal. The one best piece of advice outside of what we've already said about the consistency and enjoyment thing is to make sure that your week its priorities are towards your goal it sounds so simple and obvious but the ratio of what you do in your week out of seven days at least 70 percent of it has to be directly correlated to your main goal and there is 30 percent of accessory work that would support that goal as well yeah so for example now this is this that's general that's general, because if you've got three different goals, well, there's not much time for anything else besides what is actually necessary. You know, if your goal you is to- You have to spread it massively to make sure you fit everything in. Yeah, if your goal is to, to run 100 miles and to have a good body, like a lot of muscle, and to compete in a functional fitness competition, well, we're gonna need to really consider what we do in your training programs as and when they come up at the, at the dates. It would be very tough to do all three in the same month. And do them well and doing very, very well, it would be tough. So as you stagger them, this is where very careful training plans come in. This is where very careful, I guess, progressive overload comes in because there is so much to fit in a week that if you push too far in one way, it will completely ruin everything else in your week. This is where fatigue uh, and recovery have to be absolutely spot on. It's almost like the, you know, the minimum effective dose has to be approached on every single thing so that you can progress over time and get fresh. Because otherwise you just never, never make it. I've made that mistake before. I've gone all in too much on one. 
and, uh, and it's affected the other too much. So you need to make sure that a high percentage of your week, 70 plus, is focused on your main goal. If it's running, guess what? Most of your week will be running. And then you need to support that with exercises that helps you running. Okay, if it's a functional fitness competition, okay, well, make sure that 70% of your week is for functional fitness competition yeah. and that 30% is to make sure that you recover well, that you've got some form of pre or rehab in there to make sure that you don't get injured and that you can look after all the small muscles. If you want to have a good body, of course, you're going to need to put some bodybuilding style rep ranges in there as well. And that's just training. That's just training. We need to focus on your nutrition as well. Your nutrition has to match what you're doing as well. I think so, that's where careful planning over the year comes in. Like the, the chances of you putting them all in the same month is is not ideal. Mm. Like it's a, it's not really the best thing to do. Like we'll we'll spread our year up completely different. Where we'll have a big focus now till July on one kind of goal. Still be rigged up, still be in shape, etc. But the main priority of the week is running mileage and making sure we're feeling good. It's running mileage and that decision is an easy one. Because if you come into the gym now, if I come into the gym and there's something going down that I know is going to completely ruin me for a big Sunday run, I ain't doing it. Yeah. I ain't doing it. Do you know what I mean? There's more chance of me doing it because I'll, I'll crumble. I yeah. won't do it. He's very good at going, not asked. Yeah. I know what's right for the goal. I know what's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just, it has to, if you, if you want to show up and you want to put a shift in, then you have to make every decision on your training week that's based around that. You know, and like I said, it is difficult to really give context of what, context yeah, of yeah. what you should do. The goals in 2024, we need to have some. They have to be big enough to cause some action. You have to find enough enjoyment in what you're doing. There has to be some consistency and it has to get harder over time. That's the main thing. Oh, and get around people that really support you, what you're doing and that enjoy it. If you have got multifaceted goals in different avenues, get to grips with being fatigued more than you probably need to be. Mm. I'll be honest. And you'll get people going, oh, recovery is key. They're like you mentioned a little bit, but like, we'll be very honest and say our recovery isn't amazing. We're not, we're not unreal, are we? Mm. I could definitely be a lot better. You're probably, you probably do actually more. I think I prioritise better. You do. I'm very good if I'm actually injured. Yeah. Now that I'm out of the fucking woods with my knee and I'm feeling good again, I know I'm not doing all the I mean, things not, I should be doing. No, I know that. Same for you, me, to you, be you, fair. Yeah. Same like, to me, but I do. When, 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 when the goal is there, I just, because it's experience and time, I just know what will benefit me and what won't. And if I see someone that won't benefit the goal, I ain't doing it. That, that kind Matt of... Matt who's there? I'd say eight weeks before that run, I won't be doing anything mad. Like we, we've already said, like the way we, we change, we don't stop training weights. We don't stop, we just change movements. There's certain movement patterns that I know don't agree with me when I start going on trails. If I start pushing heavy overhead, my lower back feels it. You get tight to your sacrum. And then when you start going on trails and it's all chopping up and down, you're fucked mm. and you get left behind. Mm. Yeah, I've had it where what actually unlocked me in the lakes once was falling on my ass that hard. It actually opened my hips up because for that 5K before it, I felt fucked. Yeah, but that had come from a week of overtraining on weights, getting sucked into training with everyone in the gym because I thought, you know, I survive in it. I know for me, my biggest lesson from that is not doing as much. I'm still going to be training a hell of a lot, but I'm not going to be jumping in, like Andy says, to sessions that don't really matter to your week. Yeah. And it's so hard in this environment. And you know it what? It's so hard. We enjoy doing that. We enjoy yeah. getting stuck into that level. It's just when that competition comes around, You've got to be a bit more switched on. You've got to make sure... It ain't going to benefit you. You've got to do the right things. If... if I mean, you could just do everything and show up anyway and just have a good crack at it, but I think for me, I want to make sure that I do the absolute very best on, on whatever I'm doing. 
in the competition because to me, honestly, that's where it matters most. Like I'm not in training. There's obviously competition in training. There obviously is, and that's what makes you work harder. That's what makes it good for you as well. But honestly, it doesn't really matter that to me because I know on the day that's when it really matters. That's why I compete. You know, on the people day. People love telling you that the time splits in a workout, but it don't really matter when it comes to I don't care what comp. people are doing in their training. I don't care what people. I don't have Strava. I don't yeah. do any of that. I, I do not Strava. care. That is a people. Strava is a distraction. Do you know how you Strava for? Planning routes. That's Planning like, routes. That's yeah. it. Because you know, I've been there in the past where you're like, oh, fucking hell. I spent half an hour in the car after my run or after my ride looking at my time splits on certain segments to see what I got compared to last time. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Mm. It's a waste of time a lot of the time. Mm. It's great to keep a record. It's great to keep track on obviously where your training results are. But if you start getting stuck into the social media of endurance, which is Strava, it will 100% fuck you head up. Consume you. Consume you, baby. I'm just not interested. What matters to me is turning up on... Turning up on game day, like I love watching people do well. Like I love watching people yeah, yeah. do well. You know, that's where social media is actually drive. good. That's where it's good. That's where social media is good. Yeah, it gives yeah. me the drive, and it's decent. And either way, like if you want to call it athlete to athlete, if somebody's doing well, they've paid the price to be well to do well. That's all that matters. I said this before. If somebody has got a good physical rig, let's say they're rigged up, let's say they've got a good body, a lot of muscle, low body fat, they're lifting big numbers and they're running big miles. You cannot deny that they've paid the price for that. Mm. That's the good side of the socials. That's what's inspiring. That's like fair play. You've done the thing. Other than that, I'm just not interested. I want to see it on the day. I just want to see it on the day. Let's see it. You see what, what you've got. Let's just see what you got on the day. Like that's that's how it goes. And you know what? If you get beat, they've paid the price to beat you. Just better than you. It's you're fine. just better than they're better than you. That's great. Like you, and, and you can only have that when you've done the same preparation yourself. If you've sandbagged your preparation and you've not done what was necessary, you can't have that conversation because you know you've not held yourself accountable to the things that you should have done. But if you've gone all in on your training and I am the most best I can be on the day and somebody beats you... Fair play. They've paid the price, fair play. You've nailed it. You've absolutely nailed it and I give it my best shot, you know. So in 2024, plan something big. Plan something big. Do it for the right reason. Enjoy it, do it for the right reasons. Find something that you can stick to. And then ultimately, you're going to have, if you need to, you're going to need to reach out for a coach at some point and get advice on what to actually do in your week. We've got you, baby. We've got you. We've got you 100%. Our results are next level. So if you've got a goal that you want to achieve, you feel like it's big, but you're not sure what to actually do in your week, reach out. The boys will sort it 100%. Our, our success rate is incredible. Because uh, sometimes you just need a little, a little plan of action. Here's what you should follow. Here's what you should do. Um, and in that way, you know you've got somebody that's done it themselves, that's professional, that can take care of your programming and look after you and make sure that you do the right things. There's nothing worse than not knowing what to do, especially when you're motivated, especially... When you've actually got the minerals for it. When you've got the minerals for it, you're motivated, you feel it's different this time. I'm ready to go this time, because I know that feeling, right? You're excited, you've picked the goal that you know that will fit right for you. It's like, shit, what should I do now? I don't know what to do tomorrow. Should I just go for a, should I do a 5K run or should I lift or not? Reach out, let the boys sort it out, and uh, you know they'll get you stuck into your goals in twenty twenty four. To finish, social media. To finish social media. I'm in a bad place at the moment, Andrew. What are you watching now, Dan? My newsfeed's fucked. I don't know how it's happened, but all I'm seeing is people exploring abandoned buildings. I don't know if I'm the only one. I feel like I am the only one because everyone I say it to just looks at me like that. You showed me the other day. These these things. So last, what what was our last one on the last podcast? Which one was it? 
dungeon. Um, we talk about what zombie apocalypse. That one. Uh, where I said I smoked you. Yeah, well that's rubbish. Right, okay. It was the the billionaires that are building the bunkers. Yeah, was it? That's where we was at last time. Yes. This time it's abandoned. Abandoned, basically. They're called urban explorers. What they're doing is going into like abandoned shopping malls, abandoned places across America, and exploring them. But there's like Mate, junkies where, who live I'm in it. Say, that's where the crackheads live. Yeah, I know. But I, I said there's one the other day where there's like basically a fucking a needle ready to be shot up. But then all the tweakers, as they call them, start screaming. <laughs> You're welling! Listen. You're welling, tweakers! What are you doing? I'm, I'm sucked into it. I keep It keeps the coming tweakers. up. Oh, lad, you read the comments and you're like, people are just going mad at them. But I seen one the other day where there was a abandoned, there was abandoned towns in there in America and stuff. And there's people in the cellar coming out. Obviously, it's staged as fuck. But the more I watch it, the more I keep sending it. And I'm fucked. I can't get off it. Uh, did you not see that underground drug thing, though? What was that? Was it Vice? Is it in Vice? Romania. Romania. Yeah, it's that an underground drug lord. There's an underground drug lord. Have you seen like, that? They're all addicted to heroin and that. And they literally live in the sewers, don't they? They live in the sewers. Mad. Like bad crackheads. And there's like one guy who's like a functioning crackhead that helps all the other crackheads out. And he's like the main guy that, that sorts the dough out so that it can have. It's fucked. Heavy. We're talking about 2024 goals and we've actually digressed on a mad one. But Sorry, guys, if you, if you want, I'll send you the... Um, if you're into you the, abandoned the buildings with crackheads, give Baldy a shout and send you some it's stuff. Fucked up, bad. We're excited for the new year. We are excited. We're very excited for the new year, you know. I'm like excited said, to get a jingle actually off Morgan. We're going to get a jingle off What's Morgan. Second? You know, like I said, that self reflection thing towards the end of the year. Self reflect, be honest, see what you want to be, see what you're about. What did you fuck up on in 2023? What did you do well? What didn't you do so well? How do you want to be? What do you want to forget about? What do you want to leave behind? What do you want to do? Because literally, we can set the game up like that. And we just got to keep going. We got to keep moving forward, set some goals. And uh, it's the infinite game. Play the infinite game. Let us know if you need help with your goals in 2024. Come here, like and subscribe, and put the comments down below. Like, subscribe. Bye bye.